1: And a content landscape today filled with all sorts of information. Everyone's trying to sell you something, tell you something, get your attention. Whatever it is, you know, even we get lost and pretty often actually. So who is objective? Where do we go? And who actually has some secret sales bias? I'm personally super concerned about sales bias. But that's not all at The Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we'll be debunking financial myths Discovering best financial practices Discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life You get it Ultimately empowering us to create a life we love While managing our finances well So this is a remake of our introduction after a year of production Very happy to be able to connect with you here today And if you are back for some reason You know, back and introduction Welcome home (laughs) So after a year of production, because of all the people that have listened to us and supported us over this one year, we are now the number one financial literacy podcast in Singapore and... You know, not just the first Financial Literacy Podcast in Singapore. Of course, it's a little bit debatable. Are we the first since there's radio? But, you know, radio is radio, right? We are a podcast. So, happy to be with you guys. You know, if you're new here, you got to thank everybody else before that has pushed us up the charts. If you're back here, we want to, you know, give you a virtual hug and just kind of thank you for making us who we are. But, of course, through this one year of production, you know, with the Financial Coconut, um the reasons to continue to produce the financial coconut has changed dramatically, right? From when I first started, it was just because I was very irritated with some of the online kind of advice or, you know, general content out there. I feel that it's not good enough. And I just decided to, you know, just pick up a microphone and on my dining table just started rambling and talking and what, what, what and that will be some of the content that you're going to hear if you're new here in episode 1 the next 20 episodes will be that kind of content you know, when I first started which objectively actually is quite good but I will redo some of those things after every episode right, I will share with you additional feedback based on what I kind of learned over the year to see if whatever that I shared a year ago is still valid right, so we're going to remake all the next 20, 30 episodes to come the financial coconut has evolved beyond just, you know, my renting platform to become a community of people that are super interested to become better at personal finance. And yeah, for lack of a better way to put it, we are all audio learners. We enjoy listening to podcasts. And it's nice to have a Singapore-based, you know, financial literacy podcast that relatively easier to connect, lah, huh? you know, don't always listen to Angmo. right? So I think that is kind of where we are at. But of course... Uh, within this one year, a lot of reasons have you know just kind of evolved, and we're producing it for things beyond us now, right? It's a lot about you guys. It's a lot about the the community, and you know, it's 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 different. And when I say it's different, it is um truly different because during this one year of running the podcast, we have observed a lot of things, right? We learned a lot of stuff. We see the data. We talk to you guys. It's not just like data, data, right? So we connect with a lot of you guys, and we start to realize that different people have different different challenges in their personal finance journey. And it's not like a blanket strategy and it's not like everybody is the same or everybody needs to learn the same things, right? So, in this one year, I'm going to just kind of consolidate some of my anecdotal understanding. I'm just going to share with you guys um, some of these groups of people that, that are in our peripheral, in our community, and some of the challenges that I feel people face, right? So, which, which kind of empowers the reason as to why we continue to do it. And the number one group of people, you know, out there today is the financially less literate, right? So, actually, the financially less literate uh, are the most mild people already, right? Because... Money, it's very abstract as an idea, right? I'm sure you understand. And the financial world makes it even scarier because there's so many additional layers on top of that, right? From investing to loans to insurance to buying property, assets, liabilities, all sorts of words are fancy, fancy, huh? And... Sometimes I feel like when I interact with people in the financial world and everyone else, you know, I just kind of feel like I'm entering and transcending different worlds. You know, it just so happened that I can understand what the financial people are saying because, you know, I've spent a lot of time and many of us have spent a lot of time understanding this thing, right? But going back and forth with them, with the financial guys, and with everyone else, it really feels very different. And for many of us that are not born into a wealthy family, we tend not to, you know, have to too much financial literacy and because we don't really talk about it at home and in school, people don't really talk about it also, which over time, I can kind of understand why because honestly, one of the questions that keep coming up is how do I determine if someone is financially literate? And and that is some real difficult question, right? Because at what point is someone financially literate? Must they learn how to invest and manage their own money? Or do they need to just be able to balance their cash flow, income expenses, keep their, you know, um, debt low? Or do they need to learn how to, you know, finance certain things or leverage on certain things? It's so complicated. At, at what point is it enough, right? So to systemize the whole process to teach in school is also very difficult. But that is not to say we shouldn't do it. But what I'm pointing out is that personal finance has many aspects, right? From income, expenses, you know, cash flow, interest, debt, insurance, you know, even crypto, gold, property, stocks, you know, so many, so many things out there. How literate must one be to be deemed as literate, right? So that is um open question. I don't have an answer to that. But I have something interesting and You know, a a big relief for many of uh, you guys is that if you fall into the category of financially less literate, big, big surprise for you, actually, your problems are not that difficult to solve. You just need to learn, you know, the concepts, learn the answers, learn best practices over time. And that's about it. You know, you can get dusted and off you go discovering your life and managing your finances in a healthier fashion that can allow you to continue to meet your goals. And that's about it, right? It's not that difficult. And over time, when you join the podcast or read more, listen more and do whatever things, you know, you just compound your knowledge and compound your experience and you will be, you know pretty decent and pretty good in in my view. You may not be like buffered rich or become a billionaire, millionaire. You may not get there, but it's okay. You know, you manage your life better. You manage your finances better. There's some reality check and you're not like in a transient state where you're you're not sure what you're doing and you, you cannot solve your own problems, right? So, that is the first group of people that we're hoping to serve and it's actually not that Difficult, right? But the second group of people, you know, has a little bit more challenge. You know, through this one year of um, learning about you guys, is that second group of people, myself included, you know, back then, are the people that are projecting their inner psychological, emotional needs onto money. Right, So money, it's really just a medium for projection, right? Whether is it like financial anxiety, whether is it like hoarding. And hoarding comes in all sorts of ways. So just that in our society, we think hoarding cash, hoarding investment, hoarding property is okay. But actually, you're still hoarding, right? And things like chronic insecurity or compulsive spending, all sorts of stuff are just projection using the medium of money. And while that sounds simple, it's actually way more difficult they come in many forms and they take on a wide ranging you know of impacts and symptoms it's very very tough to work with so for me I used to struggle with financial anxiety where you know no matter how much money I make in fact the more money I make the more anxious I become about spending every single bit of money and over time you'll get to know uh, my reasons through the episodes but Mainly, it's because I was really, really broke for an extended period of time. And because of that, I felt this ongoing need to protect myself. And it didn't help because I already have money now, but I still feel very anxious.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: But that of course has changed over time i'm in a much better state but what i'm saying is i can resonate with a lot of you guys and i want you to know that you're not alone you're not a weirdo over here at the financial coconut we are also very strong proponents of you know emotional wellness you know and the whole psychological aspect of being a person because we believe that you cannot manage finance without managing the person or managing our own lives and our inner world right but That is not to say we have all the solutions for you here, but we are very big on trying to have more discussion on personal finance, on, you know, all these like financial anxiety and more complex emotional, financial kind of mixed topics, right? And um, truth be told, it's very difficult to find people in this space, right? There are a lot of people that are talking about anxiety, depression and compulsive behaviors, but to have specific, you know, focus in the medium of money, in the medium of personal finance, is still relatively rare in our society. So this is an open call to all of you. If you know some people, you know, that is an expert, whether it's in financial anxiety, hoarding, whatever that we've talked about, please send them our way. We want to talk to them. We want to have a good conversation with them, right? So send them to thefinancialcoconut.com or email us, hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. We want to talk to these guys and we want to help raise the reality and raise the awareness of many people that are struggling with finance, not from an angle of just finance alone, but a lot of inner insecurities and inner emotional psychological challenges that are projected on personal finance. And then there's the third group of people, which what we call the systemically disadvantaged, right? Honestly, I think this is one of the scariest one because just imagine, right, living under a system that disadvantages you. That feels so, so helpless, right? And honestly, many people are here, yeah? Um, I know many people will feel that, you know, your own results is actually uh, like directly associated with your abilities, your hard work, the things you've put in. And I don't discount the self in the pursuit of success, of wealth, of personal excellence, what, what, what. But I think many of us have conveniently forgot that there are many systemic factors, social factors and public policies that impact us. Right. So let me just give you a very, very simple idea. Right, Today, we use English as our operating language in Singapore. Right? And if we have chosen to use Mandarin or Tamil or Malay you know, as our operating language, I can very, very certainly say that who is ruling the country now, who are the elites, you know, who have succeeded over time will be very, very different and i just want to put it out there that i'm not trying to stir some racial social religious you know bigotry kind of thing but i'm just trying to help us understand that you know systemically there are a lot of systems that have been built over time that has that has disadvantaged some communities right and the whole discussion about race you know as a ah uh, it's a very very complex discussion but the whole discussion about the sudden racial divide in terms of opportunities, in terms of resources, is way more complex than, oh, a certain race has less. Because if you look at the system, it is not divided by race. But because wealth is an accumulated thing over time, the impact from previous previous policies and even just the choice of our very fundamental operating language back then it's affecting different communities over time today. Right? So it's a compounded problem and we need to keep solving. So I'm not a big proponent of this equality kind of thing, which like everybody is the same, but I'm a very big proponent of equity. Right, where we try to work with different communities that have unique needs over time, that have been compounded over time. These are unique needs. How do we like welcome them back into the system? Uh, but equality, equity, discrimination, oh, it's very very complex discussion. I'm not saying that there is an absolute truth to any, it is really about hoping for us to discuss because the fundamentals of what I believe in is that there are a lot of problems out there and if we do not talk about it, they always stay as a hidden problem and that will never be able to solve, right? So especially in Singapore, we, we do have some major problems public programs and also major public problems at this point in time so some of our major public programs i'm sure you guys know lah, cpf hdb medisave baby bonus blah 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 and i don't usually talk a lot about them on the podcast in the past right because i feel like there are rules right and you should play by them but over time over time this one year of production and talking to all these different people and connecting with many of you guys i really feel the need for more discussion about it Let, let me share with you why okay Some general trends out there, general themes, like the rise of the gig economy, right? More and more people are gig workers. We do freelancing work or we do additional side income. And then will this fundamentally affect the CPF contribution? And if it affects CPF contribution, then will CPF continue to meet its mandate and meet its goals? Is CPF still a valid system in the gig economy? Good question, huh? Well, self-proclaimed good question. And then another thing is like changing family structures, right? It's not just about LGBT, uh, it's not just about the LGBT guys, you know. It's also about individuals, men and women, they want to set up their own singular family, right? With their own like kids, they want to adopt kids or surrogacy or whatever that will, that will come, family structures are changing, right? And that is the reality of the war and it's the reality of Singapore also and in that sense will then hdb system still work because there is an underlying understanding that you need to be like married to a straight relationship to be able to get access or to be able to get quote unquote normal access to hdb and if you can't then you need to go through a special route right and in that special route you delay by so many years you don't compound you know that kind of equity through that property through land appreciation that we pride ourselves for? We say that we're going to share Singapore's progress with people, you know, through the HDB system, right? And and so will that still then work? What about our aging and, you know, um, community today? And will, will MediSafe and all these things still be sufficient? And the globalized world, you know, so many, many little, little things that are very, very real today. And some people fall into the disadvantaged group of the system just because we don't fit the narrative then we get priced out of public good we get priced out of a lot of things right? so to me there is a lot more to discuss here. I'm not saying that we're gonna go all political and we're gonna start talking about policies and whatnot, but we do hope to have more discussion, you know, on our platform. We want to take our platform to the next level for discussion of these kind of, you know, minimum wage discussion or what is the kind of expat relationship with Singaporeans, or like can housing change? All these kind of stuff, I think, are worthy to be discussed. And that is why we are continuing to run the financial coconut, right? It has moved on from you know, my solo platform to rent and talk, but really to serve you guys as a community to talk about these things that matter, right? To help the financially less literate, to help the people that are, you know, facing a lot of financially, you know, financial anxiety and psychological challenges that are projected on finance, and also to raise the voice and the discussion for. Some systems that have disadvantaged certain communities, right? So there is no right or wrong in all these discussions. it's really about promoting more conversations. And that is where we stand. We don't have the answers to everything, but we believe that if we establish this platform as a platform for everyone to talk and learn and discuss interesting things, then we all benefit. We all become better, right? So welcome to The Financial Coconut. Super happy that you've listened all the way to this point. And I hope that you can learn some interesting things and contribute to the community in however you can. And in the next 20 to 30 episodes, these are our legacy episodes. Before we upgraded our mics, before we got better production process and post-production work. So, you know, if you find like, hey, audio quality, why so chiala? Please bear with us. It's Content is still quite good. Anyway, we'll also upgrade the content reviewing uh, some of these legacy content to make them better and just share our thoughts at the very end of the content. So that will be fun. There's going to be a revamping of whole project. We have a lot of other side podcasts that will be coming. We're growing a network you know, of different shows from property investing to freelancing to you know hedge funds to all sorts of stuff. It's going to be nice and we want you to be part of this journey. We hope that you are convinced to continue to be part of this journey with us while we continue to explore different facets of personal finance and explore the world in general right so a lot of good stuff coming if you're new welcome if you have been here for a long time and continue to support us do continue to help us share get the word out we hope to connect with more interesting people like yourself so with that, I welcome you to the Financial Coconut Podcast, where we believe in creating a life we love while managing our finances well. Join our community telegram group, The Financial Coconut. Sign up for our weekly newsletter at thefinancialcoconut.com. Join our Facebook, join our Instagram. You know, be with us, right? So I'm happy to connect with you and I want to be on this learning journey with you. If you have any interesting questions, reach out to us. And if you want to support us and keep us going and stay independent, do buy us a copy at Kofi.com. Coffee the Financial Coconut Podcast and its network is supported by advertising and, of course, supported by you. If you have any interesting projects, any interesting content, do send them our way. Email to us, hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. With that, I hope you learn something along the way with us. Have fun, you know, create a life you love. And remember personal finance can be chill, clear, and sustainable for all.